0: Today on Cross Defense, we're gonna listen to one reason why Reverend Walther says no reasonable man, much less a Christian, can take part in the efforts of communists and socialists. Grab your Bibles and let's roll. Thanks for tuning in to Cross Defense. This is the show where we aim to equip your mind, excite your imagination, and comfort your soul with God's Word. We use both the law and the gospel to get all of this done. I'm the Reverend Tyrell Bramwell, the host of the show, pastor of St. Mark Lutheran Church in Ferndale, California, where it is my great privilege to be of service in the Word, to be with the saints here who are fighting the good fight of faith, and this is part of that as we partner with KFUO Radio, KFUO.org, Christ for You, Anytime, Anywhere, to bring Christ to you, Anytime, Anywhere. Today we hear a lot of talk about equality, don't we? It's the backbone behind everything the LGBTQ and their allies are forcing upon you and your children, your children's children. It's the bedrock cry for Black Lives Matter activists and all the shouts for racial reparations that we hear from the African, Mexican, or Native American interest groups, those groups, not the people, but the interest groups. It's the foundational siren call of the feminists who want legal freedom to murder their babies so they can be as sexually promiscuous as they claim men are and strive for career success, monetary achievement, unhindered by those little things called children and families. Now, a subtle shift is occurring on the landscape, the horizon, from using the word equality to what appears to be their preferred vocabulary word equity. But at this point in the pop cultural war zone that we're experiencing, the demand for equality is still center stage in the unrest, being stirred up in society today by all the neo-Marxist postmodernist groups out there. Equity is coming. This, this concept of equity might take it over. The wave may crash over equality and have a full shift, but as you look around today in the world, as you're taking in all the different messages and the different worldviews that are bombarding you with their information, equality is still center stage as the buzzword of all buzzwords for the communist socialist marxist godless pagans that are trying to force us to be the same we see bumper stickers and signs that say things like equality peace justice hashtag love equality hurts no one equal work deserves equal pay gender equality we are equal accompanied with all the images and symbols and graphics and colors that get their message out. And of of course, most Americans should be somewhat familiar with the phrase, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Even, Even if we're suffering from a horrible case of corporate memory loss, regarding the rest of that famous sentence from the Declaration of Independence. What is the rest of that sentence? That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We don't want to draw any attention to the word creator, now do we? Created equal? Yes, equal, 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 equal. But by a creator, hmm. Forget about that. Or how about the preceding paragraph of the Declaration of Independence? You know that? The unanimous declaration of these 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's god entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause causes, excuse me, which impel them to the separation. Equality. It's long been a topic of discussion, hasn't it? In America and throughout the Western world, I suppose. And it has long been a battle cry for communists. Funny enough, it's not particular to our current neo-Marxist type communists. They're just using it in the same way their ancestors, their predecessors have always used it as a uniting cause, a rallying cry of discontent that paints a people or groups of peoples as victims who should rise up, unite and rise up in order to experience equality with others. C.F.W. Walther, the Reverend Dr. C.F.W. Walther delivered his own rebuttal to communism and socialism in his day. He tackled this issue head on in a four-part lecture series that was translated into English from the German into English in 1879. And the good people here at St. Mark Lutheran Church have created a special page on our website where you can download Reverend Walther's lectures on communism and socialism and even get some some great quotes from his talk on equality with his picture. Now, be be warned, if you've never seen a picture of CFW Walther, be warned, you might want to cover your children's eyes. He is not the most beautiful man on the planet, but... He is one of the most brilliant theologians. So, the church has set aside a page where you can download his lectures on communism and socialism and see quotes from those lectures with his likeness uh, for, <laughs> for the fun of it. Uh, so, go to stmarksferndale.com, slash Walther on communism. That's S T M A R K S, ferndale.com, slash Walther on communism. For all of that goodness. And while you're there, you can check out uh, an infographic I recently created comparing the Christian worldview based on God's truth and the Marxist-influenced worldview, which comes from Satan's lie. And there's a bunch of different issues. It's actually starting with Satan's lies and then showing the, the flip side of that from God's truth, and you can take a look at that as well. If it helps you, then God be praised. The biblical truth that we're looking at today, using Reverend Walther's words as our springboard, are going to show that presupposing all people to be equal apart from Christ is at odds with reason, for one, nature, and experience, for two more. And ultimately, it's a demonic lie that perverts the good and holy truth that equality only comes through baptism into Christ's death and resurrection. The equality that the world is demanding is not true equality, but a perverted perception of equality. It's a fabricated false equality. It's Satan's attempt to mimic God. It's his distorted, disfigured, monstrous knockoff of the Lord's real McCoy. The Reverend Walther said this, we are opposed to the efforts of the socialists because these efforts are contrary to reason, nature, and experience. It is madness to think of accomplishing anything contrary to reason, nature and experience here you go my friends here you go if you've been waiting to be affirmed (laughs) to be affirmed in your christian worldview you know the world keeps telling us we have to affirm everything if you've been waiting for someone desperately dying for someone to affirm you in your biblical christian worldview here you go here you go the world says we're supposed to be all affirming. Walther affirms that your recognition that we're living in a bizarro world, detached from reason, nature, and experience, he affirms that it's right. What you've been thinking as you tune on, turn on the news, as you hear your what's going on in, your, in the world from your friends, your neighbors, you're thinking, how are people doing this? Why are we talking about this at the political level? Why why is this even an issue? You, you're just so confused by the weirdness of the world, the insanity of it, well, here it is, it's madness. It's madness, Walther says, to think of accomplishing anything contrary to reason, nature, and experience. Everything the LGBTQ is forcing upon you and your family to endure, making you suffer through, flies in the face of reason, nature, and experience. Our society has gone completely mad. Walther says so. <laughs> Thank you, Walther, for affirming my feelings. More than that, the good pastor tells us that the insanity that the godless heathens are ginning up today doesn't just run contrary to Holy Scripture, but to the very reason, nature, and experience of their own heathen predecessors. Oh, yes, yes. He quotes the Roman poet Horace, who lived from 65 to 8 B.C. Naturum expellas furca tamum esce recurrit, is the Latin. Walther says, The heathen of old already declared, and if you would drive nature out of a man with a pitchfork, you will not accomplish it. That's the, the Latin. It'll come back, it'll recur. Nature cannot be driven out with a pitchfork by force is the point. Nature cannot be expelled by your will, just your will over it. I'm going to will this thing out of me. No, it doesn't work that way. She has, nature has, to a certain extent, even Horace acknowledged back between 65 and 8 B.C., Nature has become identical with us, i.e., we ourselves are our embodied nature, Walther says. How's that for all this transgender issue stuff? See, this is why mankind has never proposed that there are more than two genders. Never, ever has mankind came up with something like this, thinking it is actually Reasonable and logical. We've never done this before. Mankind was much more intelligent than we are at this point. (sighs) Men and women are male and female. And in those corresponding categories, men, male, women, female, I gotta be clear about that, I suppose. Our natures, including our genders, as today's heathen describes, are one and the same with ourselves. But see, here here it is, my friends. Here's Satan's lie, isn't it? The uncreative plagiarizer that he is, Satan, has merely twisted the profound wisdom of St. Paul. I don't know if you knew this. St. Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to teach in his letter to the Roman Church in chapter 7. We're going to start at verse 15. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. See, Paul recognizes the desire to drive out nature with a pitchfork and that it cannot be done, not by you, not by me, not by man. Sin has been attached to our nature since the fall. We have inherited it from our conception. In sin was I conceived, David says. And we can recognize, once given the ability by the Holy Spirit, once given spiritual eyes, seeing things from the spiritual mind, we can recognize that sin is the thing that's foreign to us. It's not supposed to be within us. Sin needs to be rooted out, but we can't surgically remove that. We can't take hormone blockers or, or uh, excuse me, puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to alter, suppress, amplify sin or or saintliness within us. That's, That's not the ability. But that's the spiritual truth that Satan is riffing on with the transgender lie. There is something within you and me that does not belong there, that is out of whack. Sin. That's the thing that needs to be taken care of. Paul recognizes that. And we, he recognizes that we need the Holy Spirit to come and dwell within us, to separate us from our fallen nature, to sanctify us, set us apart from the world. Romans 8, 9-11. to You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Do you see? Do you see? This is the true angst. This is the true angst of self that the transgender lie is built on, twisted from. See, the Satan's transgender lie is is a sad abuse of a very few people who, due to living in a sinful world, actually have a mental illness of gender dysphoria. Satan is taking that and amplifying it so that we are replacing the the reality of recognizing sin doesn't belong within our being. And if that's true, then we're primed to to recognize that, well, something else may not be right either. So he's he's taking that and he's riffing on that. Satan reworked the reality of spirit-flesh dichotomy, that that binary, <laughs> to use that buzzword, dichotomy, which requires Christ to correct. And Satan has turned it into the gender-sex distinction that he then leads people to believe can be corrected by destroying their body, their flesh, thereby wreaking horrendous harm on their souls with the hopes of permanently driving a wedge between them and their God who wants nothing more than to save them from this sin-corrupted world. You see his manipulation, his deception, and how he is using God's word as his clay. See, Satan can't create anything on his own. God can create things ex nihilo. Satan can't. You and I can't. We're all sub-creators. We all have to use what God has already made to create something different. Satan is the same way. He is the great deceiver, the liar. He takes truth as his medium to create his art, to create his pottery. He's using the clay that God has made to distort it and bring this monstrous, horrendous, grotesque, disfigured thing that is resembling something of truth but is way off that's what's going on. Satan's not creative, but he is clever, truly clever. Satan can't create a single word, but he is a master at twisting God's word. All right, let's leave it right there for a second. Let's take a break. Check out what else is going on in the KFUO world, and we'll be right back for more on this topic of Satan's lie, equality. Each weekday on The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah, we share and discuss stories of living boldly Lutheran. Including missionary updates, mercy work, events and topics applicable to your daily vocations, and maybe some fresh dark roast. The Coffee Hour weekdays at 9 a.m. on KFUO, underwritten by Concordia University, Wisconsin. Walther says that the first thing we need to consider when it comes to communists and socialists, these neo-Marxists, Satan's lie is that it's a fact that men are not equal. See, that's that's the big lie that we're dealing with today. Satan has a lot of lies he likes to tell us. That's the one we're dealing with today. Satan wants you to believe that men are equal. Well, we're not. Not apart from Christ Jesus. And to understand what Walther means, we need to keep in mind that what exactly he has already said, we need to keep in mind the context, according to reason, nature, and experience, we can see men are not equal. In the world, as God created it, and as it is now, after the fall into sin, according to reason, nature, and experience, it is a fact that men are not equal. Now, through the blood of Christ, his sacrificial death on the cross, all who believe on him are made one in his body and are therefore equal in him. But that's not what Walter's talking about. He knows Galatians 3.28 to be the inerrant word of God. He's familiar with it. What does it say? You got your Bibles out? You're working with me? You're tracking with me? Keep those babies open. We're going to Galatians 3:28 right now. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you see that's what the world is wanting, isn't it? The things that they want are good. <laughs> They're absolutely good. In Christ There's neither Jew nor Greek, no racism, no racism. There's neither slave nor free. There's equality in stations in life, in positions in life. That's a wonderful thing, right? There's no male and female. (laughs) That's what the transgender issue is all about. For you are all one in Christ. In Christ is the key words there. Walther is not arguing against God's truth, but against Satan's distortion of it. The worldly perversion that the devil is sowing in our society still today is what Walther is contending against. That men are equal without Jesus, just inherently equal in this post fall world. Walther gives us a truly curious, curious bit of theology to consider. He says, there are no two things on Earth absolutely identical. Of course, these communists do not believe in the existence of God, but by this, they have not yet put him out of the way. In the, in the introduction to the lecture, which you can read for yourself by going to stmarksferndale.com slash Communism, in the in that introduction to the lecture walther mentions a society in england that marx Karl marx founded in 1869 and walther cites a declaration from its directors this is this is what they say this association declares itself for atheism it demands the abolition of all religion the substitution of science for faith human righteousness for the righteousness of God and the abrogation and suppression of marriage. That sounds like it could have been written by one of the leftists today, right? Doesn't that sound like something the talking heads would be saying about the LGBTQ equality, about uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, of feminism, any of these things? This is what they're saying, scientism, climate change. The COVID issue. We're seeing this all the time. I would say since 1869 to 2022, we have largely shifted to a Marxian, Marxist view. If this declaration from the associates is accurate to it, which it is, this association declares itself for atheism. We live in a godless society. America has moved away from its christian foundation ideologically to an atheistic culture it does demand the abolition of all religion the substitution of science for faith that is everywhere today human righteousness for the righteousness of god humanism is everything everything we care about is materialistic we don't care about god and his righteousness but we want equality for man The abrogation and suppression of marriage. We've seen an assault on marriage for years. Homosexuality has one assault. The fatherless epidemic is another assault. That feminism, getting women to not want to stay home, not want to raise children, not give birth, to, to have the joy of bringing life into this world. That's another It's It's a multifaceted assault. That's just the surface. The abrogation and suppression of marriage. How's that for Satan's pathetic plagiarism? We're dealing with it still to this day, aren't we? Scientism has replaced faith in the realm of public policy and discourse. We don't go to God's word for, to find answers, but to guys in lab coats doing empirical experiments. We've we've changed pastors' albs for those white lab coats, haven't we? Because we've been taught to think like marxists. Science is secure It gives us certainty. Faith is about feelings. Well, in the renowned word of Dwight Schrute, false. Walther continues with this fascinating fact that we can too quickly take for granted. He says, this great, almighty, omniscient God has shown that he creates nothing a second time. He has created no two things alike. There are no two leaves exactly alike. Throughout the creation, everything differs from everything else. God is, accordingly, not an equalizer, but one who creates dissimilar things. Man cannot, to save his life, Walther says, make two things equal. The principle that all things shall be made alike is not founded in nature. The same is evident in man. The push for equality is contrary to to what? Reason, nature, and experience, remember? It's contrary to all of those. Walther says, one man is a deep thinker, but has no wealth of ideas nor a public ingenuity. Another is healthy and strong. Another is an invalid one man is particularly gifted for mental labor, another for mechanical labor. One has an inclination to this, another to something altogether different. One is naturally economical, another naturally extravagant. One is disposed to anger, another to calmness under all circumstances. One becomes angry only when put to the severest test. Another burns with rage at the slightest provocation. These are only a few instances, he says. But now consider what we ourselves have experienced with regard to the diversities of men. I love it. He brings in the other buzzword of the day, doesn't he? Diversity. And to these instances can be added a great number in which the relations are of a most diversified character. Satan loves to twist the truth. We do have diversity, don't we? Already. Diversity is more than just diversity of skin color. It's diversity of mental thought, of inclination, of desire, of aptitude. It's diverse. I mean, we're all diverse. Because there's not a single one of us that's the same as another. (laughs) It would, Walther says, Therefore, be altogether unnatural to place human society in such a condition that all would be equal because we're all diverse. Such contemporary wisdom from Walther. I love it. I hope you do, too, my friends. Did you notice that how just in passing, just in passing, he revealed that contradiction of calling for both equality and diversity? Did you notice that? I mean, am I the only one who picked up on that? It's another mutilated concept that we're being force-fed from Satan. Just give me God's word. Can't wait to get back to church. I need some communion. Feed me. Feed me, Lord. (laughs) Diversity and equality. They are not bedfellows, as Satan would have us believe. Why do you think? Why do you think Satan would have us consume this tripartite, Doctrine of diversity, equality, and inclusion. What's his game plan here? What's the point of that? See, I always think about this. Everything you you're taking in throughout the world, everything you're perceiving, your all the information that you daily take in, always, always think about it in terms of Christ Jesus, crucified for you. Think about it through the lens of the cross. Is the world's understanding of equality? the same as God's. No. Then now we're standing squarely in the 1 Corinthians 1 wisdom folly arena, aren't we? Turn your Bibles there, please, my friends. 1 Corinthians 1. We're going to start at verse 18 and read through 25. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Christ is true equality. His crucifixion is the solution to the inequality of nature. In him, the diversity of man that separates us is united. Jews, Greeks, everyone who believes on Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, crucified for them as their substitute, that he is their Savior from sin, death, and the devil, is equally saved. Satan doesn't want anyone knowing that. He wants us to focus on this worldly pursuit of diversity, equality, and inclusion, when all of those things are good and do work appropriately in the economy of Christ. But what the communists are pushing for, what the Marxists are pushing for, what the LGBTQ activists and the Black Lives Matter activists and all the different activists are pushing for is Satan's lie. Not God's truth. Not God's truth. Just focus on the here and now, guys. Come on. Forget about the coming of eternity where equality can truly be experienced in Christ. Don't don't think about that. Wouldn't you rather make heaven on earth right now? Let's create our utopia. Get to work. Oh, there's law there. All are welcome into our wonderful communist kaleidoscope of equality. This is Satan's play. To downplay the individual and to play up the group. A distortion of the communion of saints. Communist? Hmm. To be sure. Why? Because we're lost. In the group, You're, you get lost in the group. You're lost there. You lose your identity, literally. We lose ourselves in the group. We identify as part of the LGBTQ. That becomes what identifies me. That is my, my meaning in life, my being. I am that in that group or by the color of my skin. My entire being is about being white. What? What is this foolishness? or as a feminist i am woman hear me roar fem power etc 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 you lose yourself where are you you got the group thing dialed in where are you instead of an individual for whom christ died to save you're just a part of this mass movement pushing for something that echoes or is reminiscent of a reality, but is missing its content, its core. What does Romans 2 6 to 11 say? Let's flip there now. Romans 2, 6-11, God will render to each one according to his works. To each one, individual. To those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil. Singular, every human being who does evil. The Jew first, and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. The Jew first, and also the Greek. For God shows No partiality. Did you hear the singular language there? All throughout that text. You see the dance between the individual and the group. The all, the plural, and the you, the singular, right? Did you hear how it is directly connected? How they are directly connected to each other? Be it the group receiving eternal life or... Wrath and fury. The group does receive those things, but it comes down upon the individual for his actions that associate him with the group. See how God is clear about the uniqueness of the individual in connection to the group and then reinforces the concept of distinction and true equality in that text? We see that even in blessing and curse, Some do come first, and some second. While God is not partial, man is not equal. To the Jew first, and then to the Greek. Everyone's getting it. (laughs) God's not partial. But there's no such thing as equality. Not among men. Let's leave it right there as we take our second break. Hear what else is going on in the KFUO world and come back for our final segment to wrap up on more of what Walther and Scripture has to say about the lie from Satan regarding equality. We'll be right back. Martin Luther wrote in his small catechism, as the head of the family should teach them in a simple way to his household. He reminded the church then and today to learn by heart the basics of the word of God and the gospel. I'm Pastor Brady Finner, host of Concord Matters. Beginning September 24th, join me as we get back to the basics with the six chief parts. Grab your catechism and be ready for a simple, theologically rich study with lots of Jesus. Saturday mornings at 10 on KFUO and on demand at KFUO.org. The KFUO radio app and anywhere you get podcasts. All right. We're still talking about communists. I'm sorry. I know it's depressing, but it is also exciting in the sense that we're seeing through Satan's lies and you will be equipped in your mind to be able to navigate the bizarro world we have found ourselves living in. The communists of Walter's Day... We're just like the ones of ours, my friends. And so it it behooves us to listen to what Walther had to say on communism and socialism, which you can read for yourself the entirety of his four lectures by going to stmarksferndale.com slash Walther on communism. The uh, PDF documents only about 20 or so pages. can be downloaded, or you can just read it right there on the website if you'd like. Whatever you know, tickles your fancy. So go for it. Have fun. This is where we're going to go for today. We're talking just about a sliver of the lecture about equality. He says this, the communists will perhaps object and say that we, who are denouncing communism, misunderstand them. They'll say, we would not have all men equal. We only want equality in possessions, enjoyments, and the like. Otherwise, uh, we'd leave man as he is. He could just keep on doing what he's doing. This is the line we're given with equal pay between the sexes, isn't it? I mean, this is is the reason why we have the government mandating minimum wages, isn't it? It's ridiculous here in California. Minimum wages going up yet again for equality of possessions, of payment, so that there can be equality of enjoyment of life, these sorts of things, and the like, Walter says. Or how about this? How about uh, the, the train of thought for why women should have access to abortion on demand? To be able to enjoy sex without the burden of pregnancy. Because after all, it's the woman who gets pregnant, not the man. So we need to equal that, you know, level that playing field, make things all equal in enjoyment so that the woman can enjoy sex without the burden of children. Do you see the, the horrible perversion of this already? So she can be as promiscuous as she wants without worrying about it interfering with her pursuit of possessions or next weekend's romp in the hay. I know, this this is just me. How about everybody just keeps it in their pants until they're married, only sleeps with their spouse and then nobody has to off their kids like they're an STD when she wakes up from a one-night stand feeling dirty and alone. How about that? But that's just some logic coming to the top of my head. Walther offers his own rebuttal to Satan's stupidity. (laughs) He says, the objection is worthless. Equality in these things, possessions, enjoyment, etc., presupposes mental equality. But there is no mental equality. The communists cannot establish an equality in possessions, much less happiness. They would have equality in possessions or pay that all may be equally happy. But in a humanity so diversified, happiness is produced in altogether different ways. One is made happy by this means, another by that means. Many a one thinks it would be dreadful to be in this or that man's place. And another one thinks I would never be in your position. I, for example, Walter says, am happy to think that I'm a theologian. Another one thinks it would be a dog life to sit at these books from morning till evening, day after day. Now, he wouldn't spend his time in idleness, no. Like so many Americans do today, right? We need to go ahead and take a look at 2 Thessalonians 3.10 for that. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Walther continues, he wouldn't spend his time in idleness, no, 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 but this kind of work is not to his taste. There are indeed communists who say that when they shall have established such an order, they will ask each one with regard to his inclination and talents. We would then say, you shall do the tailoring, because that's what your talent is, and that's what you're inclined to do for all of us. You shall make shoes for all of us. You shall carry on commerce and the like. But the very thought of realizing such ideas is ludicrous, Walther says. Because who would then say, I'll claim the sewer. That's where my talent is. That's what I'm inclined to do. Who would say, I'm especially inclined to that kind of work? <laughs> it's sometimes said by communist apologists that the first Christians were communists. The early Christian church in the Book of Acts, recorded in history for our edification, that they were communists. Well, Walther will deal with that claim later on in the lectures. But for today's topic of equality and the absurdity of the claim that everyone would do what they were inclined to do, and all would be well, harmonious. We see that the first Christian community that had all things in common didn't do as the Marxists suggest they would in a communist system. Do What happens among the early church in Acts 6? Everyone always wants to look at you know, earlier in Acts that they were sharing all things in common, selling houses and bringing all their money together. We look at that. Well, still the same church. What are they doing in the book of Acts chapter 6? A complaint arises from the Hellenists against the Hebrews. Oh, again, you have two different groups of people living together in a common community, but yet still not equal, still diversified. The two diverse groups were not being treated equally. The 12 apostles, the undeniable leaders, summoned all the disciples not to ask them their inclinations, but to issue a directive. They said, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Acts 6, 2-4. to No one is on his own accord inclined to scoop poop. (laughs) Didn't see that coming, did you? No one is. It's that easy to see through Satan's lie. Already there in Acts. How are they dealing with the the complaint? It's not through this utopian kumbaya that we're told by the communists will, will emerge if we would just stop getting in the way and let their system take hold. No, that's ridiculous because no one is inclined to scoop poop. Let's take it back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were perfect pre-sin, pre-fall. They were not like you and me, my friend. They didn't suffer from sin in the beginning. And what ruined their perfect society, the desire for equality with God? They were already his image bearers. They were as equal to God as man can get, but it wasn't enough, was it? Genesis 3, 1-7. to Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, And if the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. In striving for equality, Adam and Eve actually further separated themselves from the likeness of God. Sin disfigured the image of God. Adam and Eve, mankind, us, you, me. This is why we need Jesus. This, my friends, is the main takeaway from today's show. Turn with me, please. Turn your Bibles to Philippians 2, 5 to 11. We need Jesus. Because even in our perfection, we fell for Satan's lie. We heard the lie, and we believe that rather than the truth. Philippians 2, 5-11, to 11, what does it say? Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, unlike Adam and Eve, but emptied himself, By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. See, Jesus is the only one who is inclined to scoop poop. He's the only one who would say, I'll go and do the dirty work. I'll be that guy. You and I, we won't do that. And Walter will get to that in the next lecture, or the next part of this first lecture, I should say, when he takes on selfishness, stating that man by nature is selfish. Selfish. God, Jesus, not so. We are. Verse 8, Philippians 2, verse 8. And being found in human form, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I'm inclined to go to the cross, Dad. Father in heaven, I'll go. Let me go to the cross instead of them. Instead of the sinners, I'm innocent, but let me go. I'm inclined to love them. That's how much I love them. Let me go. Only Jesus does that. Any ability within us to do that comes from him by way of his spirit. Therefore, verse 9, God has highly exalted Jesus and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. See, this is why we call ourselves Christian not communists, not Marxist, not socialist, Christian. Only in him are we made equal. Verse 10, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Equality, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The push by all these neo-Marxist, postmodernist activists, these groups, the fact that so many people have to sit through a diversity, equality, inclusion class in their workplace now, that our colleges are, are pushing it on our students, that people are being hired and fired based on this, the push for equality that we're bombarded with in this society, this anti-Christian society that we now have, that we now face, it's a demonic lie that appeals to our inner desires as sinners. It's Satan's twist on the truth. It's good to desire the beauty of a diverse culture. It's good to desire equality with other men. It's good to want to be included and to include others. Jesus does all of this. In Jesus, there are no different races. There are no different stations in life, statuses in life. There's not male nor female. We're all Christ. There's only Christ. We are brought into him, not into a group, into a person, into Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, who is is equal with the Father, though he did not aspire to be equal, he is equal. He humbled himself. The equality push is Satan's lie of Christ's truth. It's such an appealing lie that It was able to dupe mankind before sin, clouded our reason, and distorted our nature. It is such a pervasive lie, it even duped Adam and Eve. And equipped with this knowledge, my friends, dear saints, (laughs) cross-defense listeners, equipped with this knowledge by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're ready to heed St. Paul's words to our brothers and sisters In the Church of Colossae. So now flip your Bibles to Colossians 3, 9 to 11. Colossians 3, 9 to 11. Do not lie to one another. So let's quit parroting the lies of equality apart from Christ. Lord, give us no equality except in Jesus. Amen. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. None of these differences, right? None of these things or what define a person. Your identity is not caught up in being black or a woman, a man, mentally ill. It's not. But Christ is all. Your identity is in Christ, Jesus. Christ is all and in all. He is the only means to equality. So, Reverend C.F.W. Walther has our closing words for the day. He says, Infatuated communists! (laughs) They will see that they are an unhappy people. They bitterly experience the wretchedness of the world, and especially now, in these perilous times. They experience this, but they do not consider the cause of all of this. They have lost God. And with him the noblest good. We've lost God and the noblest good. This is why they have no comfort. And now they say the world is to be improved. So there would be comfort, right? And that and that by means of equalization. What folly, CFW Walther says. Until next time, dear Cross Defense listeners, saints out there in the world, may Christ, in whom there is true equality, be with you. Cross Defense is a production of KFUO Radio. Find past episodes and support cross-defense at KFUO.org.